Welcome back to another episode of It's Go Time. There's so many countries that speak Spanish, and in every country, it's so different. What? Just the pronunciation and yeah, the meaning of stuff. Argentinians, mm. they cuss a lot. They cuss, they use strong cuss words where, I, you know, even me being from Mexico City, I'm like, whoa, I would not say that. Really? Like, yeah, it's like. Okay, but strong. do they mean it in a more friendly way? No, term? yeah, live? they send, they kind of, like, oh. to their kids, they call them, like, this, I like, know, no. huge, like, cuss word that it would be so <laughs> offensive in Mexico. <laughs> and and it's kind of like, the no, endearing. but that's, like, normal. We don't mean it. That's just how we call them. Like, and I'm just like, okay. No, no, so some, something very similar. I had a conversation with, with one of my clients, right? And they are t- typical white South Africans, right? Which uh, grew up in an Afrikaner background. So they speak Afrikaans, right? Mm-hmm. And in South Africa, right, um, calling your son a boyki, a boyki, so a boy, but, but a little boy. So in Afrikaans, it's a little boy. Yeah. It's common. It's normal. Yeah. But over here, you can't, call, you can't just call a random person, hey, boy. Oh, yeah, because it's a little boy. It's a racial. It's a racial. Yeah, there's some tension there. So sh- we were discussing that, and like her sons get like, no, mom, you can't call me that in <laughs> in public, you know, because That's of funny. that. So it's, I mean, every country yeah, it's different. different. My, my, I took my son for a soccer game now. Uh, last week we went for uh, an EPL, an English Premier League game. In uh, in uh, in London, and it was a cultural shock for me, because we sat in the stands. I mean, we sat amongst the Arsenal fans, and it's British people. British people, every second word is is a swear word, <laughs> and uh, and they're cussing everybody. They're cussing the referee. They're cussing. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And and for Mohammed. Major cultural shock because he he didn't hear any of those words in his life before, oh <laughs> or God. some of it, and it was like we could see it in his face. It was it was fascinating for me to just watch happening. his face, <laughs> and he's just processing everything, and he's like in amazement that these bad words can actually be used in a normal conversation. <laughs> yeah. These people are like they're not angry, they're not upset. It's just having a chat with each other. But swearing. Do you, yeah. do you think... Well, I find it crazy. Not so much so crazy. But then it's like, if you look at evolution of people then, because it's the same thing, right? Mm. Culturally, food. I'm sure like the way if you go back home at certain places, some people eat with their hand. Yeah. Mm. You go other places, people eat with cutlery. Mm. So it's almost like in that sense, like where you eat or where you're at, you become accustomed to it. You know, if you came here as a young kid to the US, you now become Americanized. Mm-hmm. So then when you go back home, you can't really... Um, associate with those people anymore because you're so now culturally indifferent compared to them. Yeah, so you can't relate to the people at exactly. home. Exactly. Right? Uh, similarly, with, with what's derogatory here isn't derogatory in most places of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, coming coming from outside, Americans uh, take things very literally and they gullible people generally. That's true. So, so... Yeah. You, our our sense of humor, especially uh, British, uh, South Africans, Australians, v- very similar uh, sense of humor, and but a lot of what we find funny is derogatory. To me. <laughs> 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 it is a problem, and and it's, and it's funny because my wife is very American, like amongst her siblings and and so on. She's the most American, and 
she finds offense to a lot of the stuff that is a joke. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Funny, There's a lot know? of sarcasm. Yeah, yeah a lot of sarcasm, which mm-hmm. Americans can't take sarcasm. I don't know why. Yeah. Wait, I, I, yeah. I mean, in Mexico, we do a lot of sarcasm yeah. as well. And my son, when he started, he started to, like, if he forgets something or if he says accidentally, like, a cuss word, he doesn't cuss in English. But in Spanish, in Spanish <laughs> and I'm just like, Eric, like, stop doing that. But yeah, so he'll like say stuff and I'm just like, where are you learning that? <laughs> but I think it's because when I bring him home to Mexico, like he'll overhear people say that. So he thinks it's funny or he's just going to like, yeah. he's just, I'm just going to say it. I think it's fun or whatever. Is he fluent? Like, he speaks Spanish. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I wish does. I spoke another language. I don't. Me too. But, but you weren't born here. Yeah. I wasn't. But so... Uh, being from West Africa, like the, they're colonized by the U.S. and a lot of the people who immigrated back there, they killed off a lot of the people who were like the domestic tribe. The natives. So the native got killed off, and it's such. I mean, if you look at all the issue politically in the world, it's all about colonizing. Of course. And it's mm-hmm. the craziest thing, and mm-hmm. we try to kind of you know stay away from the topic at hand, which is just like. Anything that is happening is due to colonization. If you're talking what is happening right now with Palestine and, you know, Jerusalem and all that. I don't want to say Jerusalem, so we'll say... Uh, but it's like colonization is what caused a lot of the root of issues, right? So you can't, like the U.S., for instance, they're like, well, we're talking about the border crisis. And the reason why I'm talking about it is because I was at the gym and the show there is like migrant bus coming to New Jersey and there's all these Hispanic people like, well, if you think about it, the U.S., you guys colonized the people that was here. 100%. These people that's coming here, like, you can't say anything. They're coming for a better life because you went into a country and you're fridging upon their religion, their whatever it may be, and they just want to come for a better life. So you can't uprise and say you people now are, like, immigrants and or not immigrants, but, like, illegal aliens. Like, that word and description of it, it's, like, the most disrespectful thing, I think. Yeah, because isn't America made up of uh, it, exactly? Yeah. They call them uh, yeah, people from everywhere. Right. Every country That's right now. I mean, it's it's multicultural, multi. It's a melting pot of yeah. everybody and everything. Yeah. There's I mean, no. Um, I don't think I don't consider it being like a straightforward American culture. It's not. There's no there, such thing. It, I, like I think there's so many other countries that are like full of culture, and um, there's so much. And that's where I would I don't want to lose my culture just because of that. I think the America lacks that because it's a combination and all of it. So we can make it beautiful because it's a combination of a lot of different cultures. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, okay. that's what it is. You know, it's not um, it's not just hamburgers. And also, in the in the grand scheme of things, the U.S. is how old? Two hundred and some odd years old. Not that old. It's not that old. It's it's a baby. Seventeen seventy six was uh, what Declaration of Independence. Yeah, exactly. Boy, if I was taking my uh, citizenship uh, thing again, I would fail. I forgot (laughs) that. I don't remember any of that. I remember the day I was doing it, but man, I would feel that stuff. Trevor Noah. One last thing about this, right? Trevor Noah got a. uh, I don't know whether you you watch his latest comedy special Mm -hmm. on Netflix. It's it's damn good, right? And uh, he talks about. Uh, Christopher Columbus and Columbus Day and now that they've changed the name to Indigenous People's Day or whatever but but he's saying <laughs> just that. just imagine he talks about white privilege here, the, the premise of this whole comedy skit was was white privilege the, this the segment of it and he says you know when Christopher Columbus he left Europe right 
sailed the wrong way around the world looking for India, right? He landed in America, but insisted it was India. Even when he got back and people told him, no, Christopher, that <laughs> was not way. India. <laughs> he insisted it was Indian, India, and he named the people here Indians, right? And because of white privilege, he got a day named after him, and he still did the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy he went the wrong way around India. the world to find India he found America insisted it was India wow. got a day named after him yeah you can do the wrong thing you can do the wrong thing if you're white you can do the wrong thing and still get a name I mean, a day shoot. named after you look at what happened with COVID right <laughs> they did the wrong thing and it's always right. And now they're making stupid amount of money from it. I thought you were to say they have a day named after them. No. <laughs> what they do? Day. COVID day. <laughs> <laughs> the whole year. 2020 was a, a whole year named after them. <laughs> the medical field is one of the craziest things I've been talking to people about. Yeah. And um, so my girlfriend, she's very passionate about it because she's uh, a RD. Um, and for me, I, 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 re- I label myself as a realist. Like when I look at life and I look at things in life, I look at it at the lens of like, at some point, we're going to leave this earth. I know we're not going to be here forever. Like, to me, death, I've I've accepted it, right? I know at some point, we're all going to dissipate and leave, right? But some people, they can't. They're like, oh, we're in this fairy tale. I'm like, no, this is going to happen. You got to face the fact, like, your parents are going to be gone. Your husband's going to be gone or whomever you're with. So my lens is more in a lens of, like, everything I see, there's, like, issue with it, right? So with the vaccine, when it came out, it's like, in no way I'm taking this thing. Like, I have no medical issue. I'm not going to inject something in me. Uh, but when I was listening to Joe Rogan this morning, it says, this is the only nation that we allow people within the medical field to fund so many things. You watch TV, there's all, like, these pills, this. And then after they show the commercial, they're talking, this thing may kill you. And it's like, <laughs> the next commercial comes on and no one wants to talk about but that. But there's such, it's, I mean, it's such a huge thing. But I think at the end of the day, people just have to take responsibility that they went the easy way out. And so they, that's a pill. You know? but that's but, scary though. I know, but. To come to a conclusion, it. like, <laughs> what we don't really, like, cognitively can think. And we just go with the narrative that is being pushed out there. And yeah. you look at, like, the kids now, it's like, you know, friends of my godson. Like, he doesn't, he talks. But he doesn't talk to where I will be, you know, impressed. He wants to be impressed. Shame if he's listening to this. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> not, <laughs> well, no, no, but when I say, like, he doesn't talk to a point where I want to be impressed, it's like he's so attached to his phone. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like, that's that's they, the way he interacts. Right. Yeah. So based on, like, what we've seen, like, ever, like, since COVID and things that are obviously changing, like, how do you feel, like, changing... Or what has that affected in regards to your goals for, like, every year? Um, I mean, I I wouldn't say my goals is affected because I feel goals, anything you set, is all based on the premise of what you want to do, right? Your goals is, in essence, like, you and what you want to accomplish. But what I'll say, what I've seen as far as, like, real estate-wise, I think we have come from a society of, like, people wanting to get to know you now to being very reserved. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think it's just COVID. I just think as time went on, social media, um, us getting the internet, we become very reclusive. We don't want to express ourselves. We don't want to have conversation. Um, and that was something that, again, not to talk about Joe Rogan and giving his props, but he was talking about that. He goes, this is the only time I can sit down with someone and have a two-hour conversation and go in-depth 
on the subject or whatever subject matter I want to speak about and have you give your opinion on it. Because right now, any opinion you have about anything, if you aren't leaning on this side or that side with someone, you automatically get like debunked or a label some kind of, you know, whatever it is. And then you get dehumanized, ostracized. Uh, so I'll just canceled. say we don't have exactly. We have so much cancel. We don't have free cancel will. Culture. You said there's freedom. But in what sense? Right. But who brought about this cancel culture? Hey, brought about it? Right, that's another rabbit I said, that, yeah, that's <laughs> another. <laughs> right, we're going into that yeah. Who brought about this cancer culture? Why was it brought upon? Why didn't we have this two years ago or three years ago? Why? Well, I think it's, it's, it's just... It's, uh, it's the rise of social media. Social yeah? media, that's exactly. I, don't th- I think, that's 100%. honestly, if you really look back, I think every single year something has been in place. For instance, back in the 90s, it was the drug uh, drug era. It was the war on drugs. Uh, so then you had the CIA that funded. Same thing with hip-hop music. When you start looking at it, CIA was the one that funded a lot of it. So I think worldly right now, we have a lot of the stuff that's happening. The government, I would say, will be the reason behind a lot of it because they push, they push the narrative on everything, right? Socially, politically, everything. economically, you know. Everything. It's a powerhouse. Yeah. yeah, they're driving the people to because now it uh, information is power, right? Yeah, and if you are in control of the information that you're feeding people, you have the most control in the world. So it's That's about right. like exactly. who controls narrative, who controls what people are seeing. And you have to take control to. about. I think. I mean, th- the thing that people are liking <coughs> is responsibility of like don't let people feed your brain. You go out there, you read the books, you find out for yourself, and then at that point you can have a conclusion. Because right now a lot of uh, people have very superficial conversations. They don't want to go in depth into anything uh, because, you know, they feel like um, they're going to get in trouble. They're going to get canceled. They're going to, you know, somebody's not going to like what they say. And so they're, it's very superficial. That's, take things the, on that's face value. Happen- that's mm-hmm. what's happened in society. So th- that's actually a, a level of societal uh, degradation where uh, you're not allowed to speak freely to people. People f- get offended all the time. For mm-hmm. for things that you shouldn't get offended for, I mean, I mean, opinion. I mean, another another f- funny thing you talk about Joe Rogan. I'm talking about Trevor Noah, <laughs> but he talks about uh, fascinating. It was it was a comedy special of his that he, whenever he talks, he talks a lot of sense to me. I I don't know why, and it was a simple thing as we're talking about trans. Uh, I mean, the new restrooms in places where it's, uh, I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. Men and women can go, or whatever you, you weird, yeah, whatever you can do. But remember this: there was a time in America. Right? Okay, Bridget, I'll pose a question to you. Since all of this has happened, you know, where if you a lady and you identify as a man, you can go into a men's restroom and so on. Have any of you all sitting on this couch experienced going into a public restroom, someone walk in there, and 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 I look like a girl yeah. or or no, whatever. Never. None of us have experienced that. We made a big hoo-ha about it, Mm -hmm. but none of us have experienced it. Mm -hmm. Similarly, 30 years ago, there was a major issue when when the gay rights came out that how can gay men use men's public restrooms? I mean, will he look at our thing the whole day? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, we don't know who's gay and who's not gay in the men's restroom. Bottom line. I mean, men got got a certain thing. We go into the restroom. We do what we need to get out. We don't go looking at That's people's funny. junk. You know, That's it funny. makes sense. There was a time when women in this country could 
not use public restrooms. Mm. Men made a uproar. Oh, what will happen? How can women use public restroom that men can use? That's funny. So, I it's mean, always uh, these conversations. So, yeah. so, so you, so you think to yourself, they've created this issue. That's not an issue. Yeah. Nobody has really had an issue. A small minority of people have really had an issue about it. Well, it's like what to say? You plant the seed, and the seeds are sprouting roots, and then now it becomes like something. But they're not big. saying the consequences because yeah. this can have like serious consequences in the future. I think, but I don't. Know. I think the biggest issue with what you're saying is uh, the generation before, because that's always the ones that kind of see what happens, right? So, for instance, baby boomers. I think they would the have the best generation ever. The mm-hmm. amount of stuff they've had, the amount of... Well, I won't say that, though. I mean... I, I'll say, I think millennials are still, in my opinion, the ones that really got the, the, the betterment of... The real transitional of, yeah, uh, generation. I think baby boomers, economics-wise, they had the best, if you're looking at it as that standpoint, because where can you go ahead and buy a house right now for 164000 in a gray area? You can't. So when you're talking... Economics-wise, yes, they did. But then you look at some of the issues that they didn't have. You know, now that we have, we have the luxury to take our phone and go to certain places. That is something, if you're talking, imagine using maps back in the day. Just to come here on Richardson, to come to the office. There's no way I'm going to find this place. Yeah, but weren't they happier people? Aren't we more depressed? That is true. You used your brain more, too. I mean, how many numbers did we know by memory when we didn't have Remember the phone book? Black book? But see, that's the the trade-off, though. The trade-off is convenience and information Mm -hmm. versus having to really think about a lot of these things. Yeah. Now we, it's a, just a generation of convenience that we're doing. Right, yeah. Right? Well, like you talk about having conversations with people um, and being able to connect with people, but we live in a, in a generation now where it's so easy, like even customer service, you can use a chat bot or use mm-hmm. like something where you don't even have to interact with a person and get stuff done. Like, that's wild. You want like but an Amazon return, nice. you just go there, okay, my return's done. You don't, you don't have to call somebody, you don't have to go to the store. Yeah. You don't, have to, you don't have to see anybody. I mean, agents don't even like picking up their healthy? phone. I don't think it's healthy. <laughs> I don't think so. No, but I think, it's, but I think it's twofold. Like, yeah. in one sense, it's convenient. Like, yeah. I don't, it takes me three seconds. I just go, do it. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. But then, on the other hand, it's the lack of, which, which I think then it's important to, you have to gain that social. Uh, I think it's Western in other world, world though. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's the Western because not everywhere is like that, I'm sure. Because. You know, my girlfriend goes back home to Algeria. It's like they're in the Middle Ages. Yeah. You know, I just think here we just have so much of a ease to things. Any corner you go to, there's a McDonald's, there's a Burger King, there's whatever, right? So I think it's mainly when you live here, you see it. If you go other places, it's still like the way it was several years ago because their economy and their livelihood hasn't really adapted to where it is in the Western world right now. So I think us as a whole... We are the nation of privilege and ease, opposed to other places Correct. that haven't adapted to it yet. They still are behind in that way, you know. Because yeah. if you look at it, the one thing we really do have to ask ourselves is: is having all this ease to getting er- everything, the instant gratification age, is that a, a, a world that we should be living in? Because I think that's we the sh- issue, right? I don't think we should. I don't think so. Either. I don't think so neither. Going through addiction and everything, the first issue you have, which most addicts have, is instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Why do you use the substance you, you use? Why do you gamble? Why do you have these impulse uh, control issues? 
because you are seeking instant gratification. So that is a problem. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I want to ask you a Wait, question. Okay, go ahead. I've been waiting. <laughs> God. He loaded it up. <laughs> so you brought up something as far as uh, addiction goes. Yeah. What was one of the most euphoric feeling like that you saw um, within that state that you were in um, that made you wanted to progress towards that path? Towards being an addict? That's a very deep question. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so I think when it comes to to to, to myself, I would I would think most addicts that that have recovered and are recovering would, would also agree with me, is that I think when you are in your addiction and as your addiction progresses, it's not about. Um, it's not about the feeling or the euphoric feeling that you get that, that, that yeah I mean that makes you carry on doing it but what leads you deeper into that rabbit hole and, and onto that path is is remember the euphoria doesn't last the same as it was the first time you took it that's right yeah it, it dwindles so it's that constant instant gratification of I need the next hit. I need the next hit. I need it. So, remember, addiction starts off, or drug use, or or things starts off. You feel, hey, I'm getting this euphoria. I'm getting this happiness. I'm getting this joy, and so on. But most addicts, into their addiction, it's not happiness anymore. You are doing it for survival. Mm. In your hierarchy of values, as an addict, it's the drug of choice or the passion impulse issue that you have that always takes precedence over food, over God, over family. You have to change that hierarchy of values in order to get yourself out of it and change, whether it be changing your company, changing your, your philosophy, your thinking, getting out of denial. So it's not so much that euphoria, that, that uh, it's, 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 it's a survival thing. When you're a, when you're a full on addict, it's no more about the, the joys of it. Yeah, it's it's your body cannot do without it. Mm. That's deep. I appreciate you sharing that. So there was something that I just realized, and there's the word true and what is truth, right? And we think at times that what is uh, the difference? there is a difference. I'll ask you: What do you believe is true, and what do you believe is truth? Hmm. Okay, but. Uh, uh, what is the definition of both? What that's what I'm saying. So from your standpoint, if someone was like, "What is true and what is truth?" How would you like? What would you give them for that explanation? The way I'm seeing it is if it's what I perceive is true versus what's the actual truth. So let's say, for instance, right? What is true? You you, you set your day today, like you're going to come to the office and you're going to do boom, 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 boom. But in actuality, that's not true because anything can happen. Like today, I came in. I didn't know what happened to podcast and now I'm sitting here. So my day in essence is not true, but what is truth? I know at some point today I'm going to go to sleep, but am I going to wake up tomorrow? That's not truth. So therefore it cannot be, but I know the next day is going to be Friday. Which is truth. Maybe you so won't how, sleep. How, um, Maybe someone exactly. will so then that, that, at, so at that point, so, so, so how, then what I, is well, truth? What went yeah. through my head when you first asked me was, <laughs> I think what is truth is, is what is your what you feel as an individual is divine 
or is uh, a spiritual to you. So I think God, for me, God is truth. And my family mm. is truth. It's stable. It's what I have. My job, my my livelihood is truth. Right? What is true could be a false to someone else. But do you feel that livelihood is truth, though? Because at any point, your livelihood can change. It, yeah. it can change, but for yeah. I think for today, it's truth for what it is. In the moment. In the moment. Hmm. And it can become my true later or someone else's false. Yeah? Similar to 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 political opinions. Mm-hmm. Similar to, to, I mean, this, whether it be I mean, whatever people's differences in Israel-Palestine issue mm-hmm. or whatever issue there is in the world. If th- someone's true, is another person's fault. Yeah. In most things. I mean, between Antifa and your, and, and your heavy Trump supporters, major true false issues there. Mm. But there is a truth. Of course there's a truth. There has to be a truth. Yeah. There has to be a fact. Mm-hmm. So would you say one of the the key thing that is causing separation and uh, dividance is because most don't understand what is true and what is truth? No, I think they oh, mm-hmm. they want to be true. Everybody wants to have the Everybody. you know like they want to be, be like I my exactly. true is the true and that's yeah. why it is. But it's I feel like there's some people out there that will like they will argue with you that tomorrow is not Friday and they will stick to it that tomorrow will be Saturday. That's crazy. So no, the world is flat issue. Yeah, yeah. People, people that argue with you swear to, that that's the to, truth to the end of the world to their ledge <laughs> or cliff that no it's flat and uh, what do you tell them yeah you can show them every sphere every <laughs> rotation of the milky way one of my friend and they'll still tell you, you let this guy lit- he <laughs> to the point where i'm gonna be quite honest I'm not as gullible, but then sometimes I'll read into stuff and I have to see it. I have to see it for myself. <laughs> and then don't I'm like, okay, it'll be like, I don't know. Let's This is what happened, right? So, um, again, this just shows how the world is so small. One of my friends, his, his name is literally Hart. Last name is Lu- uh, Rush. Rush. First Hart. name is Hart. Okay. Last name is Rush. Hart Rush. Rush. Dope name. I'm like, how many zinger line did you talk to girls about that? <laughs> hey, you coming home with a heart rush? I'm, you know. But make a long story short, I met this kid uh, in Vegas before I, I relocated down to Texas. I'm at a Lifetime in Frisco, the new Lifetime to open, and I see him. I'm working out, and this dude keeps looking at me, and I'm just like, okay, this is kind of getting weird. So finally, I look at him. I was like, you look like someone I know. He's like, oh shoot, it's heart. I was like, oh, you're the guy from Vegas. So. Again, the world is small. As much as we like to think it's big, it's literally very infinitely small. But not flat. But not well okay. to him it is. So <laughs> we get to talking. Oh god. And he's telling me about all like this ideology he has and the firmament and all this Oish. and that. So he's he's spilling all this rhetoric out and I'm like, you know, he's my friend. I was like, Okay, let me look into it. So for like Six or seven hours, I'm watching all these videos, <laughs> and I think so. What That's happens is, well, no, because it's like you want to understand <laughs> why. Because I'm one of why these are people, people thinking that it's flat. I, 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 f- I figure out how I am as a person. I'm very inquisitive, and I think I've been like not, I mean, I think I've been like that since I was a kid. I just want to know things like, why do you think like that? Like, why, in your view, you have this almost divine belief that this is what it is. So I'm always intrigued. So that's why I, I did it. So, again, several years ago, my first year in uh, college as a freshman, 
um, this kid, he, he passed away. His name was Mark. Great kid. Um, and we were talking about, at that time, it was Zeitgeist. And I don't know if you guys ever caught on to the whole Zeitgeist uh, craze, but there was some very profound points that it made, which was about the political system, religion issues, and everything else. And uh, George Soros made some statement on it and all that. So to me, as a person, I'm always intrigued by that. Like, why is it that your view? But then I think the reason why people believe in it is because you have all this evidence that's out there that someone stitched together in a video and it could sway your way. And the brain is one of the, and the craziest thing that as of lately I've been thinking is we don't understand how beautiful it is. Our mind is such a divine creation. Like our brain is one of the most beautiful thing out there. And at times we flutter with so much nonsense. And if you take the time to kind of sit there and really dissect like how beautiful your mind is, it gets you wondering and then you explode this like otherworldly thing. And maybe drugs for me, I don't know, but... You know, that, that's probably what it, what it is. Like, people sit down and watch maybe 40 minutes of a video, and it's just like, wow, like, that person makes sense. And you're taking in all this information. So he, he believed, literally, we're in a firmament. Yeah. That there's a dome overhead, and everything else that you see, like, it's all being projected and astral projected by scientists. The moon landing, no one, neither anyone in this world really knows except the people who was a part of it know if it really is true. Uh, but I believe we are in a firmament that there is a doom, a dome overhead, and the clouds is all made. It's not really real, and stuff along this line. And there is an edge of the universe that you go to, and you fall off, and things along those lines. So it's like we're easily well, where you fall to? <laughs> space. We don't know. No one knows. <laughs> the thing is, like so being held up by something. One of these guys. One yeah. of these guys. Especially the ones that are the, firm uh, believers, yeah, right? Firm we need believers to send them. Should yeah. go to the edge. Yeah. <laughs> and should fall off and let us know what happens. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they but wouldn't it be crazy though? Like, it's like almost. And I was now you can take a GoPro. Tell them to take a GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> live stream. And live stream it on TikTok. <laughs> I, would, watch. I was talking to a client, and I had a, it's so fun. We're on this topic. I get a call yesterday from a client of mine, amazing lady. Sold her her and her husband a house a few years ago, and she called me. She goes. I realized every time you call, you control the conversation. And I do. You know, when you call someone, you dictate when you're going to leave the phone, uh, exactly. leave the conversation. So she's like, I want to be the one who's going to control the conversation <laughs> today. I was like, okay, go ahead. So we get on an interesting topic about religion. I'm not going to go in depth about the whole conversation, but, you know, she's a Christian. And we were speaking about it and everything else. And uh, after the conversation, she goes, I'm disappointed. I was like, why are you disappointed? She goes, well, I feel as though like someone that you met in a church sway you to have a disdain for Christian. I'm like, listen, I don't have a disdain for anyone. Like, unless you give me a reason, I'm going to have a disdain for you. Disdain if you don't, is a hard word. Yeah. well, yeah, mm -hmm. but you have to give a person a reason Correct. because for someone to not like you and feel ill will about you. You have to have done that person wrong. And for me, even if you you cuss me out, you disrespect me. It's very hard for me not to like you. You just show me your true color. So at that point, I make the decision. Do I want to have you in my life or keep conversation with you? Uh, so I was like, no, I don't have a disdain. I mean, I love everyone, whatever you believe in. Because I think one of the biggest issues we have is, you know, she said it. She goes, well, in your religion, what happened after death? 
I was like, well, in your religion, what happens after death? No one knows. Who the hell knows? And why are we No one knows. <laughs> and I was sitting there, like, thinking to myself, I was like, I don't know. We hope whatever we read and how we're brought up, that that is what happens. But who really knows, right? You have these people who go in coma and they wake up and they're like, oh, I saw God and it was the most blissful thing. But who knows? Maybe it was the anesthesia you're underneath. Who knows, right? <laughs> so it was, it was, like, so fascinating yesterday That's when I was funny. talking to her. I was just like... We don't know. We just hope that one, we make it to they the point that where strong belief. I mean, that's why people that's have faith. spirituality and faith. That's mm-hmm. faith, right? So you have faith in, for us, Muslims, in uh, heaven and hell, and we will get up. We have it's stated in the Quran and Hadith exactly what the what the stages of death are, what happens in death, and so on. So just that belief, being a Muslim, belief in that faith, is what you hold on to. We don't know what's the truth. I mean, we don't know what's it. Uh, hopefully, yes, what we believe is the truth. But that's all we can hold on to. Right? That's why so it's faith at it's the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I told her. So it, it was just so interesting. And she's like, I'm disappointed. Make a long story short, one of the things that I've taken away is, you know, as this year has already started, I think one of the most beautiful gifts we have is to be truthful mm-hmm. and tell people whatever you feel so passionate about and give them the opportunity to make the decision on how they're going to perceive you going forward. Right. And I think right now in the society that we're in, we don't give people the ability to construct their own ideas on us. Like we want to impose opposed to if I tell you the truth and you don't like it. Well, if I lose you as a friend, then it's like a bad thing. So I want to lie to you to keep you still as my friend. No, but now is that being true or is that the what, truth? But that's that's people. That's what I'm saying. That's how right now exactly. as a society we're going is there's more lies than there is truth. Exactly. So therefore, and in, in the lies that's there is to make people feel wholesome and giddy about themselves. Being, you know, I, I rather shay and strip away some of the truth from this and tell you a bit of it, but not the whole thing. So then you could be my friend, and by you being my friend, that makes me feel good because then I still have you around. Or if I just tell you, okay, I'm this or whatever it is, and you make that impulse of like, oh, I don't want to be associated with you anymore, then I'm left with, damn, how am I going to handle that? You know, David Goggins said it the other day. Damn, I keep we just keep quoting these guys, <laughs> yo. And, but he said something that was beautiful. He goes, I'm at the point of my life where all the things I've gone through, if I look the man in the eyes, I can say with passion that I went through that. And that was my truth. Like my struggle was me going through that. So when I speak and look a man in the eye, I know for 100% what I'm saying is the facts. And if he feels some type of way within himself, well, then at least I know in me I can sleep at night. And I was like, damn. So that's something I want to continue into 2024 is one of my my uh, goals for 2023 was be my true self mm. with my associates, with the people that work with me, and with my clients. And what I've noticed in 2023, being true to myself, showing my clients, showing people who I really am, has assisted me in growing my business. There's a way you can go about to say, no, this is who I am. This is a, these are your expectations of who I am. If you have an issue with it, talk about it. 
you up front. You know, you're supposed to let that before, right? The guy, the people that were right. the fake people on. Uh, well, because yeah, I think that people stuff. can per, uh, they can see whether you're being truthful or not. And I think uh, for me, moving forward, I think I feel like 2023 was a big one for me, where I kind of, kind of, you know, showed people what well, this is, how I am, this is who I am. And then I kind of overdid it a little. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> you know, so it's just, I, for me, um, I'm always trying to learn and be a better person. I am very humble to uh, to recognize the mistake that I make. And so for me, going into the new year, you have no power and you cannot control the comments or opinions or everything that's being fed into social media. So for me, it's not about other people. I'm going into 2024 with who I want to be. I don't care who everyone around me is. Um, I am very easy to get along with. I you don't even have to have the same opinions of me, you know, that I do or believes. Uh, it's more like how I handle it. And so I want to handle everything with more grace and just kind of like give everybody the opportunity to express themselves. And like whoever wants to be part of my life, I have to be able to express myself as well. And they need to understand that it comes from, from uh, you know, like being just piss- peaceful. Like I'm not trying to, you know, get anybody upset or anything. Um, I don't have like extravagant like thoughts, you know, or anything like that. I'm very, you know, kind of easy um, to get along with. But yeah, going into the year, that's how I want to approach it. It's I not about everybody awesome. around us. It's about yourself, and that's what I want to do. What about you, Mo? I like that. Um, it's gonna sound very similar to what you said. I think it's important to um, not try to put on like a like a facade and trying to like be like, oh, I'm this guy, or, you know on social media like this I, mean, I don't even use my social media to be honest with you i just use it to yeah. <laughs> i deleted mine scroll through and see what's happening i don't post I think this podcast is about it yeah this is this is really it yeah yeah so I, it's just I, about I, being i deleted my i can't I, I feel like right now we just and that's where again everything is all a shamble it's all smokes and mirror and you know people want to be known and seen and everything else and we get lost in the sauce but yeah. gucci man said it best can't get lost in the sauce. And I think that's a step. I think that's a step. I think we all go. Oh my God. I think we all go through that stage where it's like uh, you something's kind of triggering something and you got to kind of take a break from it. Yeah. You know, you take a break from it and then you kind of you can see it. Because, I mean, I, I was fed up with social media a while back and I was just like, oh, I'm not going to see it that way. I'm just not going to be on it the whole day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or I'm not going to focus on so it. So we spent 20 minutes a day on social media and the average age is between 19 and 20 29. minutes a day. I feel like it's more than that. No, no, not <laughs> like, and I think it's a day or an hour. Like, typically, that's like oh, the, okay. the norm. Oh, 20. Yeah. No, so as far as like 2024 goes for you, the year just started, what are some uh, things that you're trying to instate in your life going forward that you didn't instate in your life off, in 2024? I think, I think uh, 2023, I should say. I think this year is... Um, oh, yeah. I think good behaviors, good behaviors in, in and, and being consistent. Good behaviors, being consistent consistent in 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 upkeep of my health whether it be going to the gym eating better um, i would love to try these this this water fast that people have been going on 
That's something. Dana Weiss has something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, w- I would love because at the end of the day, we we're becoming a more health conscious uh, society too, and and we are a society that is living longer, and uh, especially in my family, having a history of diabetes and and high blood pressure and and cholesterol issues or whatever, I think it's important to 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 stay healthy. And a healthy you is going to be a healthy person in the work environment, family environment, and so on. Similarly to that's how you perceive it in addiction recovery. Right. Is you have to become better for yourself to be better with everybody around. You can't be the best dad if you are not mentally in the right place, physically in the right place, and so on. So I think that's important. And again, cultivating... Uh, relationships, whether it be family, or friends, or clients, or associates, and and creating stronger bonds, and and see how you can grow as a society within that. So I think that is that will be key for me in 2024, and then everything will grow from that. If you are a better person, mm-hmm. your business will grow, your personal life will grow, and you just see. Everything flourish. Yeah. Where did you feel like you dropped a stick in 2023? I think I concentrated a lot on work, which which put a uh, uh, a strain on on regularly being consistent at uh, at my health, uh, going to the gym, uh, also family life. The busier I got at work, I realized the later I was going home. I've missed more dinners in 2023 than I have in any previous year living in this country. Wow. So it just shows you, yeah, I've grown my business to 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 uh, to heights that I never imagined right now. But I sacrificed a lot there. There was a time when I started off where I never used to work on Fridays. But that changes, right? Mm. So now I think this year it's coming back to find what is the right balance. And that is key. Finding the right balance. So is this, there's one thing I always ask myself, is it considered sacrifice if you're moving the needle in your favor? Can you use the word sacrifice for that? If it's making you better in that sense? Well, you're just making me wealthier. It's not making me a better person. It's not making me a Well, wealth person. makes life easier. Yeah, but in it a doesn't sense. bring happiness, my heart. Okay. Not at all. Wealth, wealth sometimes causes more problems, mm-hmm. causes more issues socially. In your family, in remember, it's just not. It's human nature. It's we people are born with it. Jealousy, greed, uh, issues that come yeah. up because of money. But also uh, to the that quote we always use, we have to always remind ourselves that wealth is a means, not an end. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we yeah. just got to remember that. Remember. I had a client whose business grew in the last like three years, and he's in so many lawsuits right now. He lost his family. And he like he rather just start from scratch, you know, and it's like that's um, and I think you don't I mean, how many millionaires have you seen that are broke now? Like they've lost everything and they're probably, you know, in a worse situation where that they were before. Um, But I think people sometimes they that just the mentality you have to go through it sometimes in order to kind of appreciate what you have um so i i really think like the job is you are sacrificing when you're going to work even though as much as you love it i mean you want to be with your family you want to spend time with them you want to focus on your health you know what i mean so 
it, a job is just a means of being that you know being there for your family of being healthy if you don't ha- if you're not healthy then that's like you should you shouldn't be working 24 7 and some people you're you know they're they're you can see that they're chronically ill and they're still like going to work every day putting in 20, 12 hours a day or more and still not you don't have anything to show off but but money and that's not that's not enough <laughs> hmm. um the one the one thing i wanted to to ask you say you're what 38 <laughs> you better not say 30? my age you, you <laughs> uh, i mean uh what i want to ask so 38 i see today you got quite a few questions how how old are you me uh-huh <laughs> now i need to know i need to know now i'm seven years younger than this gentleman over here i'm 31 oh my gosh. what have you learned throughout the years about yourself and like what obstacle have you overcame that made you the man that you are right now he's coming with zingers today uh-huh. he's coming uh-huh. with he told me to so, come off the cuff so, so. We need to backfire with some questions. On <laughs> Not on me. No, it's him. Turn the camera that way. Turn the camera that way. So I think I got, I've, I've lived in my 38 years. I've lived a fascinating, absolutely fascinating life. Right? I've lived a life where I think my parents did the best that they could do uh, for me growing up. And, and they really did. They sacrificed for me. And... Uh, for for me and my siblings um and um i think where i am today would not be without the support of my parents and my wife and my 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 family around me in in dallas uh ahmed omar i think my stages of life uh, growing up in uh, south africa uh, before it became a democracy to to then being about nine, ten years old during the first democratic elections where Mandela came in and so on. And and also growing up with my dad when he's, he was still building his own career and so on. It was, um, we had times of challenge, we had times of prosperity, we had times of challenge again. So it's, it, it, it was a lot of that. It was, it was, whether it be family issues where I am I am a mixed race person where my my mom's mom was uh, in South Africa we call mixed race where she was half black half white and and that we felt within the family dynamic too within my larger family where me and my brother were treated differently to other people so so that was that was a big learning curve for me as a young age coming through that knowing you don't really have a place within your family, your larger family structure, because mm-hmm. you are different. You are not Indian. You are not a person of wealth initially. You are not a person of, of status because of who your mother is or who your grandmother is and and, and so on. And um, I think that builds within you as a young age some resilience too. Mm-hmm. And I was always a bit eccentric as a kid and and growing up. I mean, I've always wanted to leave home in the sense that I wanted to, to, to find better uh, pastures and better uh, learn more about the world and so on. Um, I mean, another thing that, that really 
school, I, I, I went to Madrasa, I memorized the Quran. It took me nine years to do it, but I lived, I lived in, in like a boarding school for five years. And that also b- builds up some resilience within yourself and, and kind of strengthens you. And people say, it makes you a man, you know, or whatever. And um, I think from that, then the transition later, teenagers going into college, then addiction hit me. And, and yes, I got my degree and I got my bachelor's and so on. But it was the addiction part, which lasted a good nine to ten years. Um, me also leaving the country, moving to England, uh, living there for two years during that period, uh, coming back. It, it, it molded me to who I am today. And, and I've been through so many obstacles right now. I just named four or five on the top of my head. That, that, that has molded me to this person in front of you. And I think without those experiences, without those trials, not it's not my trials are nothing compared to refugees or compared to, to what people have done in warring nations and so on. But it every trial and tribulation that I went through, I managed to overcome. And my, my biggest one was my addiction because it, I, was, I was so deep into it and, and, and moving over. It was, it was a do or die situation for me where if you do not get yourself better, you have no place at home here or back home in South yeah. Africa. And it was, it was a, a matter of, I need to do this for myself, for my, for my kid, uh, for my two kids at that time, and for my wife. Uh, and without the support system that I, that I had around me, I would never have done it, <laughs> you know? So I think that was the biggest accomplishment I've done on a personal level was get over my addiction and straight away by, by doing that, by getting over my addiction, my relationships with the people that, that supported me, the people that, that had no, that had no, uh, um, hope for me. They had plenty of people that had no hope for me and thought that was it. I I could have killed myself many times. Mm. People stopped talking to me for years that, Everything, thank thank God, has been amended, and and I'm just a better person now. I understand things differently, and my relationships with those that had no hope for me, that had hope for me, is just stronger uh, on uh, all around. So, and that has made me a better person in business, socially, and um, it gives me a better understanding mm. of where some people come from. Because w- with addiction, you you learn to deal with people that that also suffer from depression, anxiety, and you can relate with them because mm-hmm. those are all the stages of addiction too, you know. And um, yeah, I think Ahmed Omar is here because of the experiences I've gone through in my life, and hopefully I go through positive experiences that keep on growing me because we. Uh, we are, are such creatures, humans are such creatures that we thrive from learning uh, all the time. And you become a better person by knowing more and experiencing more. Um, that's my long-winded answer. How did I do with the questions today? I like it. 
They were deep ones. <laughs> yeah. Came uh, out of left field. Yeah. 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 He told me. He told me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. It's uh, you touched on some issues, yeah. That that I just relate to the whole world. Uh, oh, <laughs> I wasn't. That was my. I'm gonna intent. put you back in the hot seat next time. I know. <laughs> Honestly, I feel this is this is w- like with our life, right? You know, if your family are the only one who knows about these things, what if there was someone out there that you could share that information with? Maybe help them. You know, that's that's how I see it. And I think there's my my biggest one, I hope this reaches her one day, is is my daughter. I haven't seen my daughter who lives in South Africa for the last 13 years. Wow. So the reason behind it is, yes, uh, I, I had an addiction problem. And we got divorced and 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 so on. But it was a it was I feel it up to this day that one day I need to explain to her that this is this is what happened. This is why I'm not allowed to see you or mm. that. Because yeah. I think I think at that time people don't understand how you recover. Or how how is it possible that he can get out of mm-hmm. what he was in, and uh, and so there's there's this little hope that I have that one day she will watch this and she'll understand where her dad comes from, and hopefully she comes to seek for me. That's and beautiful. And we, can, and we can chat about it. Yeah. Do you feel that might be if you were to have regrets? Do you think that will be one of your regrets? I don't have any regrets. Everyone has regrets. I don't think so. No, you know I why? So. Because I it's a learning experience. I think like it, it's not it's about regrets. Like if you just focus on the regret, then you're not going to be able to take a step forward. So I think. I think initially yeah. there are regrets, mm-hmm. but those regrets you learn to turn into to positive into things. Positives. Mm-hmm. That's true. And to say, okay, let me learn from this. Yes, her mom did not want me to see her because she felt I was in a different state of mind. Mm-hmm. Understood. Yes, I was in a different state of mind. I am no more that person. So now there is no reason why yeah. this should be that. The mm. point is so like acknowledging it. I think regrets come when you're in your deathbed. Exactly. <laughs> and also regrets create shame. Yeah. And mm-hmm. You don't want to ever be in a shameful position. That's facts. Today we're getting a bit deep, yeah? I was saying. You tell me combo questions. They were just off the cuff. If I had time <laughs> to actually prep, I would have... So, first podcast for 2024. That's a good way to start the year, though. Honestly, let some stuff off the chest. So, as far as goals, what are we looking at as far as goals, guys and girls? What, personally? Business Personal wise? business, doesn't matter. You start, Relationship. You start Let's rattle off one each. Or two each. Yeah. Uh, for me, I have more than one. Uh, okay, so this is another Oh, <laughs> 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 part two. We did say we we're gonna do a part two. Yeah. Next time I come in with the cowboy hat. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. last time I didn't do it. That um, might actually be good. Yeah. Where we can do a, a small tutorial on how to go donor. That'd be <laughs> a. for ages. I mean, share go. share yeah, information. Awesome. I'm actually going uh, today, but free game Fridays. I mean, honestly, one of my goal right now is it's mainly. It's focused <laughs> on my business. I realized in my tenure of uh, almost four years in business, I, w- I didn't even do real estate with intent that I feel like I should, right? Um, I felt right now with real estate, I'm doing it very haphazardly. 
Um, and my focus was not on it for like the past four years. Mm -hmm. And with that, that caused me to go into debt, money issues, and so on and so forth, if we're being honest. Uh, so right now is to prove to myself that this path that I chose to make a career in, that I, I can do it. I can do it with passion and uh, resilience and every day to just constantly go out there and just consistently do it. And to prove to myself with the consistency that I have with fitness that I can do that same consistency with real estate and that can yield better outcomes because if you go into something not 100%, you're never going to reap 100% of rewards. And I want to be at the point where you're at um, to to basically be a beacon because uh, from, from what you said earlier from your endeavors that you went through in life, um, you are a beacon to people, right? Regardless of how you may see it, being the people that you work with, your kids, your wife, um, you're a beacon. You're a beacon of hope in a sense, right? Coming, overcoming addiction is a beacon that a lot of people don't really understand. Uh, so, yeah, for me, just to be a beacon to people who may feel as though, you know, hey, you could take a leap. And as long as you believe in yourself and you go 100% into your craft and your passion, these are the rewards that you can get. That's awesome. Mm, I, like I like that. that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So. I hope I live up to, 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 the, <laughs> to this beacon and the role model stage <laughs> you keep on putting me on. You know? <laughs> and I appreciate it, man. That, but that, that, that's, that's business. I mean, for me, that if you like personal relationship, you know, it's the, the woman that I've been fortunate to be with is just to... She believed in me so wholeheartedly, and I just to give her just one ounce of like the success that she sees. Just in want me. invitations to That's the wedding. What That's what I we want. Yeah. You need a strong partner to back you up, and and I am fortunate enough that I have a beautiful wife that does that for me. Yeah, yeah. So take to wedding, so. wedding for my wedding. Yeah, wedding three more years. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe four. I yeah, might you know, push out to five. Long, <laughs> no. no, but it just to just live life and enjoy. I feel, you know, I think we've been sold this hoopla of a dream. We need all this materialistic thing to be happy, and it's just like I've been finding happiness in the most craziest of things. You know, Muhammad helped me the other day when I went to Austin. Um, he shared some insights of like places that him and his wife went to and stopped, and just the joy of just like sharing again food with mm -hmm. someone and like your input on that food or like how that trip went that right there is is bliss within itself right Great. it just finding bliss and happiness in this small mundane thing that people find to be cliche or boring um moving forward just that in itself you don't need anything extravagant to make you feel happy is being happy with the most simplest of things uh so that that's one other thing and the other thing is to work on not judging people mm. I think that's that's one of my biggest issues I've had is, uh, you know, judge. And I, I, I had to ask myself, if I'm judging people, that means I'm playing God because only God can judge. 100% right. So, you know, and I had to tell myself, I have to take a step back. We don't have a power to be judging whomever. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. So going forward, I'm working on that deeply uh, because I, I have some other things off the list that I'm I'm really good at. But these are my traits and things that I keep in my dark closet and sleep at night. And like, why am I doing this thing? You know, so. Awesome. Man. Yeah. I like it. I like that. That's good. You yeah. any? My goals. So I think I touched on it just a little bit. But basically just going and trying to be a better person this new year. Um, 
for myself and my health and my work having to have a balance. I don't think there's an ideal balance. Nobody reaches like a perfect balance, but at least um, just focus on my health, um, focus on what I'm doing, not what everybody else is doing. I think that's a big one. Um, I am not like everybody else and I need to, you know, just, you have to just know yourself, I think. So just a discovery. I've learned a lot about myself recently and I feel like, I I like myself, <laughs> and hey. so I'm just like you know what I um, beautiful. I just need to um, yeah. yeah that's a good start right yeah. I think so yeah. I have to yeah because I see myself every day in the mirror so awesome. I just want to you know uh, continue with that like see that reflection and be okay with the person who I am and just kind of be a rock for everybody around me I am the oldest of all my siblings so oh, wow. I feel like I have a responsibility but I don't want to take it as a responsibility I just want to be a solid person that people can come to and you know they can they can rely on me um, and then in business obviously um, just consistency I we have like I'm ready to put all my stuff in my planner and just being very <laughs> consistent I think we uh, we don't appreciate that we do get 24 hours regardless. And sometimes we just, uh, we waste a lot of time. So That's my true. goal really is to not waste um, more time because um, the clock is ticking. So. <laughs> tick, tick. Yeah. I like that, Janelle. That's awesome. Yeah. Mo? Mo. Any last passing? 24. This is, uh, it's for me on a personal level, this is going to be one of like the biggest years of my life personally. So that'll be, uh, it's going to be an interesting journey. Uh, a lot of exciting good, good ch exciting change mm -hmm. exchange coming um so i think that that'll be a very uh it'll be interesting when the time comes and how how you have to balance life and work and health yeah yeah, yeah it's going to be it's going to be a, a interesting time but i'm looking i'm like very very excited and looking forward to it and then on the, on the work side it's you know making the most of the opportunities that we have available to us. Um, just, just, you know, pushing hard and, you know, we, we have the opportunities in front of us. It's just about seizing those opportunities mm -hmm. and making the most of them. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's just about that, like making the most of what we have. And I, f I truly believe like in, with these opportunities, they'll grow into more and bigger and better things but it's just about taking care of these little things mm. yeah. you know, along the way that's so awesome. that's that's the goal for the i year. think i've touched on my goal this year yeah. and yeah. but i think my final comment on this uh is how do i create a bigger impact in society and give back more and that that's what i want to do honestly i think by you doing this podcast is one of the biggest and sharing people because and some of the questions, even though I know you weren't expecting it, I think that right there, you're giving so much more than you than you know right now, right? And I think as you guys grow this thing, you have more uh, influential people come on and speak and be brutally honest about what they've gone through in, li in, in life because this is the thing that's going to live on forever. Whatever you do with someone else, they're going to forget it. This, regardless if you leave this earth, is going to live on. So... I honestly believe you starting this podcast and having more people being raw and talking about things. Um, I, I think that's that's one of the biggest things that you could do as an impact because this is, um, if you're talking leaving a legacy, 
this is a legacy in a sense. All of us, we're, we're going to leave one day, but this will stay on. The internet is going it's not going anywhere, That's right? True. So I, I think what you shared today, um, and you know, it may sound a little cliche when I said beacon, mm-hmm. but it's, it's the truth. I mean, I just got an insight about who you are as a person, as a dad, as a husband, um, and that is something that I'm sure you know most people who will watch this will not know anything about. Uh, so by you sharing that, like I said, you, you you're you're gonna help people, you know, and and I think that's one of the biggest thing is just that in itself is the outlet. Right. Awesome. I love it. Thank you, Miada. That is uh, awesome. Great way to start off 2024. Great way to start off. Thank you, yeah. everybody. Thank you, everybody. Subscribe. Thanks for watching today's episode of It's Go Time. Don't forget to like follow subscribe and leave comments uh, on all of our channels we're on spotify apple Podcasts, we're on youtube and don't forget our instagram and facebook pages as well